want to listen to three drunk guys talk about Warhammer, this, this is, is the, the podcast, podcast for you. Drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking. The Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Episode 2, BAO Recap. What's up, veteran gamers? Uh, we're back with episode number two. Um, this one we're calling the BAO recap. Uh, we actually recorded this um, at the same time as we recorded our regular podcast, but given the length of the two together, I decided to split them up. Um, the BAO recap is almost an hour long anyway, um, so we decided to split that up into its own dedicated separate episode. We're calling it episode two. If you want the rest of the podcast we recorded that day, go ahead and move on to episode three. But in this episode, Ray talks about his time and the games and matches he played at BAO and sort of the new competitive meta, new competitive environment for Warhammer in 8th edition. So I hope you enjoy and on to the show. Yes, that is the sound of victory. That is the sound of love. I think it's sound of love, not victory. It's both. No, it's love. It's love. Beer is love. Beer is life. Anyway, and we're back. Um, I've peed. Uh, people have peed. I peed. You peed? Yeah. Broke the seal? I broke okay. the seal. Okay. But so I, I have this technique where me. I crunch my stomach and then I don't have to pee a lot longer. Yeah, yeah? How does it work? I don't think the sentence I just said made sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, so we're, we're moving on to BAO recap. The BAO recaps. This is going to be a Ray heavy episode. This is the only one who went. Um, uh, Alex didn't go. So per the bet, Alex is now kicked off the podcast from here on forward. Ready? Oh yeah, and, that is right. And, you gotta leave, dude. Shut up, Alex. Go, Ray. You gotta leave. Yeah. Well, it was fun, everyone. You know. You ever need? Yeah. So uh, leave, leave that beer before you go too. <laughs> So we got the BAO recap. I mean, if y'all don't know, if you're all listening to this, obviously you play 40K, maybe in the competitive scene because we're somewhat competitive. But uh, you all know Brandon Grant is a repeat winner, uh, a friend of ours here, or at least of the two of us. I don't know if you know He's him personally. He's a super cool dude. He's a super cool yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he ex- wins all the tournaments. but Super he's- high skilled He's super Person high skilled, but honestly, when he kicks your ass, you don't feel bad about it. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's also player. a great, great opponent. So great Brandon, opponent. Uh, like I said, repeat winner. You have Mitch. Uh, excuse me if I mess this up. Uh, Felm, how do you say this? Pelham. Alex, how's that? Pelham. Pelham. Mitch Pelham. Well, well, so took so what, second. So what was Brandon playing? Oh, I'll get to it. Okay. And then you have Doug Johnson from Table War. War boss. Taking up third place, uh, and then the army category. So first place was Astro Militarum. Second place, Astro Militarum. Third place, Adeptus Astartes, which is pretty much uh, Imperial Soup. Uh, I talked to all of them. Uh, Brandon had a very heavy, uh, high model count uh, army. Yeah, it, it was mostly conscripts. He just had so many of those bodies. Yeah, a lot of conscripts, a lot of... Uh, a lot of artillery. Yeah, the bass. And then he had deep shakers. striking plasma coming around all over the place. Everywhere. That, that, that was his list. It was a lot of bodies. Without templates, it's like high model count. Became- yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you can't get those 
D3 plus one Warp Hunter shots on blast on 20 constructs yeah. getting like dozen wounds. You, you've got damage three. Fantastic. I've and, got, they're exactly. all like half point models. <laughs> yeah, when I, yeah. When, I, when I saw Brandon's list, I, I was like, yeah, if I play you, I'm pretty much going to lose because I, I just can't put out that many shots. I can't shoot through that many units. Uh, Mitch Fallon was playing a more uh, a lower count. He had a Stormlord. Uh, his list is actually up on Frontline if you check uh, the BAO top list. I was actually surprised that he did so well with with one of the Baneblade variants. Yeah, he was using Stormlord. Yeah. Yeah, he had Stormlord. He had uh, Mana Cores, uh, Waverins, uh, and then obviously a whole bunch of Conscripts. I think it was like 246. I think like 60 Conscripts I was. Goddamn. There was. And then... Doug Johnson, I took a picture of uh, his list during the, if you're following the Facebook page, I posted up during the event uh, on day two. the Veteran two. Gamer on Facebook. Veteran Gamer Reenlisted on Facebook? It's still the Veteran Gamer on Facebook. Oh, yeah, because it's just the picture change, right? Yeah, yeah, the picture change. Right, so I, I, I talked to him. He had uh, f- two units of 20 conscripts, girly man, and which is, surprised me is he had actually scout snipers. And more that I think about it, are actually pretty good because they're ultramarines, so they rerolled a hit and then they rerolled a wound. And on sixes, they're mortal wounds plus the wound that they do normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's, good. It's on yeah, they, top they, of the wound, so yeah, the mortal wound on top of any. So, wound so when made. I was talking to him, he was like, "Yeah, whenever I face, you know, girly man, uh, well, obviously he used Gilliman, but whenever he faces girly man, uh, he just uses those snipers to counter their girly man, right." Because those mortal wounds, there ain't nothing that three plus plus ain't gonna. It's not gonna do nothing. No, the mortal wounds. It'll just go right through it. Yeah, and then he had a Valkyrie and another flyer. I'm very sorry, I can't remember the flyer. And then he had a stormer. And then he had a a Earthshaker cannon. And he explained to me that the Earthshaker cannon, his model that he used as Earthshaker cannon, had a very big footprint, like a very big uh, a big base. So what he did is he measured nine inches from his backfield. And then he, he basically measures a nine inch bubble and he uses that to shore up his backline. So units can't deep strike back. Right, there. right, yeah. And, and I, and which was kind of funny because like today I, uh, when I was at work and I'm not working and I'm looking at Facebook, uh, I see people complaining about Brandon Grant's list, how he, he uses these, uh, I honestly don't know what the models are from. Uh, I do. They're, they're World War II, uh, you know, Aaron are they Hayden, models right? or are they like Those toy are, models? They're toy models. They're from Aaron Hayden gave them. The, the yeah, yeah, I, I seen them before. But anyways, they're like they're they're not a GW model. They're not yeah, a yeah, Forge yeah, World model. Before, they're the before. same dimensions. But they're pretty much yeah. they're pretty much the same dimensions, other than there's no wheels on it from the Forge World variant. And from what I know, Forge World doesn't even make them yeah. anymore. So I no, mean, they, what, they still do. They do. Yeah, but they're like ninety three dollars per model. Okay, well, I don't know. It's too it, much. It's, it's too expensive. That's why it's people pretty pick up much the toys. pretty close. I don't know what the big gripe is about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's the same dimension, same size, it's the same. Like if you're model. if you're if you're arguing over like oh that's not the exact model, um, you have bigger issues. That how about you just play better? Yeah, like just deal with it. Um, and then and then the that we're playing up on uh on those top ta- tables. Uh, so uh, you had Paul McKelvey that was versus uh Brandon Grant for those. For the very top table, table one. Yeah, Tal. You had Mitch uh, Fellman, Fellhem, excuse me if I, sp- I, I suck at, at uh, pronouncing, so please pronouncing, excuse me Pronouncing, spelling, you, math. Yeah, those things. Uh, he was playing against Adam Gotti, and I don't, I don't know the other two tables. 
of the, the last table that was playing. Well, but anyways, have... those were the top guys. Those were your winners. Those are your winning armies. Here at the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, we like to support our local gaming stores. Local gaming stores are the heart of the hobby, and gaming wouldn't be possible without them. So we would like to highlight fellow veteran gamers and friends of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, Sky High Comics. Sky High Comics is a veteran-owned and operated gaming and comic book store in North County, San Diego. Sky High Comics carries a wide variety of current and back-issue comic books, card games such as Pokemon and Magic the Gathering, and of course, what all Ray wants to talk about, Warhammer and Warhammer 40k. Perhaps you're a dirty towel player like Alex, and no one carries your models because no one wants to sell that garbage. The guys at Sky High Comics will have no problem ordering for you. Perhaps you're like me, and play Tyranids, and Tyranids have been so bad for so long that no one wants to carry your models. Well guess what? The guys at Sky High Comics, they ordered my Tyranid Warriors for me. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Sky High Comics will hook you up with the toys and books you really want and need. And the veteran gamer re-enlisted puts his money where its mouth is. And Ray sends all of West Coast Arsenal to Sky High Comics for their Warhammer and Warhammer 40k needs. Support your local gaming store. Support your local veteran-owned and operated businesses. You can find Sky High Comics online at skyhighcomics.com. And now, back to the show. Those were your winners. Those are your winning armies. And I'm going to go into a little bit of my games play slash BAO recap. I did not I did not do anywhere near what I would want me to, you know. I I I for first off I went three and three, which okay. I mean is middle of the pack, right? I was yeah. 90 91st out of I don't know, and, and hundred and something. Back to our last podcast, you were talking shit about those middle of the pack. Eldar players. Yeah. Winning their games at one and two at the bottom of the tables. Sure. Sure. We're definitely not Eldar that we used to be. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm I mean, just saying, those Eldar players winning their games lot. at the bottom tables. That hey, was I, you. I, I did win my game at that the was bottom you. Table, okay? <laughs> Jesus. I had to do something. I had well, to redeem myself. I had to break even. And well, for Andy, Andy DiMaria... Sorry, you were that last game. I had to win you. I had to win you. <laughs> I had to win to break even. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You also have to remember that this is this edition's been out for like what a month and a half now? A month and a half, two months. You know, when we started West Coast Arsenal, we were we've been playing for years. You I've were been deep in the seventh edition. I've you been were playing deep. seven I was playing I was playing since sixth edition. I got years. You've been playing for a year. Move Anyways, on. moving on. Like Move I said, on. I went three three. My opponents uh were game one. Chris uh, Foster, uh, it was Nids. I went game two, Brian Hart, it was Tempestus Scions. Game three, Matt Evans, Nids again. Game four, Kyle Richards, Grey Knights. Game five, Dylan, how do you say that, Alex? Dylan, excuse me, Campio was playing Demons, uh, Zinch Demons in specific. Of course. Why would you and play game else? six was versus Andy Demiria chaos. Now, mind you that my list changed three times and I was literally building models and painting models the night before I actually left. So I didn't get no practice in any of my list. Uh, the game against uh, Chris Foster was Nids. He had um, obviously the auto include Nid mid model, the Malanthrope. He had two Exocrines. 
He had a brew. The girl that uh, poops uh, the little Turvagon. Turvagon. He had two units of twenty Turvagons. Turmagants. And he had the unit doesn't need line of sight, but it's not strength eight. Uh, the one that does the spore mine sinks. Bio biovores. Biovores. Yeah. That was tell, tell me you killed pretty much his list. Right. No, I couldn't see him the whole game. Oh. Those are the auto include units: the the Malanthrope, <laughs> the Turvagon, and the Exocrine. No, not the Turvagon, but the the, the Malanthrope, the Exocrine, and the Biovores are like auto include in any Turvagon list. Definitely the Malanthrope and the Exocrine, I think, are pretty much all includes. But let me first state off: all my opponents were great opponents. They're all super fun. We had no rules arguments throughout the whole event. I mean, even when we had disagreements, like eighth edition, so easy to solve any issue. It's it's laughable, really. Like seven, like seventh edition, you had to look at one codex and then go to another codex and then go to another FAQ and then maybe go to some supplement and then go ask the TO, right? And that's bull. Like the game is supposed to be fun. You shouldn't be arguing over rules. Exactly. And it, and and this and this one was like, you sure that does that? And I'm like, yeah, it's right here in the the um. The index is like, yeah, yeah, that's what it says. That's and the much. index solved all of those problems. Exactly. And, and you look in like, yeah, I'm like, I guess that's what that says. That's pretty much bullshit. But whatever. You proceed to continue on with <laughs> that your bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> but it's in the co- in the index, so you're good. So Chris Foster and I was our first game. I mean, obviously, you got the first game jitters. You know, everybody's making a little bit of mistakes. There was a couple of things I had to do that had to like, he was like cool with me going back. I was cool with him going back on a couple of rules. Like, it was no big deal, right? Um, that game pretty much came down to there was, I think it was the third turn that I was supposed to hold him an objective. And he decided not to leave the three-inch bubble from the the Malanthrope and to come block me because I only had one flyer on it. He was afraid to leave that bubble. He didn't want to leave the bubble, so he didn't come and get it. And he, for some reason, didn't shoot at it. I forgot what he shot at that turn. What he shot at, he definitely killed, but he didn't shoot at the flyer, which allowed me to get that point, which I was allowed to stay neck to neck the whole game. And then at the very end, I was able to get Linebreaker, which was, I think, one of the tertiaries, which ended the game at 11 to 9. Well, in, in I the mean, points, what, what was in, it? it was in, the grand, in the grand scheme, he should have blocked me. He should have at least shot at me and blew me up, or. Left the three-inch bubble, he would have definitely lost. Because he was still in synapse, because he got synapse in eight inches. He could have moved at a three-inch bubble. No, yeah, definitely, but it was either lose the Esocrine and block me a point and think it for the long game, the long game and uh, deny me those points and me be behind points, right, instead of even, or keep his model to shoot me off and just maybe will table me. Right. Because I didn't have many models at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah. And it was a very close game. We were both sweating. <laughs> like literally both sweating we were both sweating bullets off of our yeah, heads yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were tiling up points together and i pulled it off by two points and that was game it was great handshake and everything great game i i will never talk to another tyranid player because playing <laughs> tyranids it's hard well it's not, i i think it's also a thing like i think uh orcs suffer too is that you're yeah, not used orcs. to being up there with those top tables because yeah, your yeah. army is so good now Right. Like Tyranids are good, orcs are good. You got you got to get used to the the idea that, and like you were talking about about Eldar, you got to get used to the idea of dying, mm-hmm. right? And Tyranids, if you're used to the idea, of, you got to get used to the idea of walking out of your bubble, 
walking out of your synapse, walking out of the thing that makes you safe. And if you're not thinking board control as a Tyranid player, you're just not thinking as a Tyranid player. Yeah, and right? I'll definitely get to that because my, uh, my third game was against a Tyranid player, and the, he pretty much did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my second game, it was against Tempesta Scions. And let me tell you, those Toroks need to go up in points so bad. How many points are they? I don't even know. They're only 100 and something, but they're... Their output is so good. They shoot like twenty four shots of strength. Four. I mean, the guy, the I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, his name was Brian Hart, great opponent, right? Uh, he had a great painted, uh, painted uh, army. It was pretty close. I think even uh, Frontline even uh, uh, spotlighted it in their in their on their page. And uh, we'll try to link it. Those Toroxes. He had he had half of them. I can't remember exactly. I don't have his list here. I don't know. I guess I didn't get his list. But uh, he had some of them with the rockets and some of them with the Gatling cannons, but they all had uh, auto cannons and they all had uh, hot shots. The other gun. I don't I don't think they were hot shots. I think they were auto cannons. Oh, no, not auto cannons. Uh, what's the gun on the Imperial Knights? The, the little stubber? gun. The stubbers. And they had stubbers. So they had like three different weapons shooting a lot of times. And they're hitting on three pluses until they're degraded. And they have 12 wounds. And the toughest six. That's hard. There, there was a really lot tough. of them. And then on top of that, he had two man. Oh, and hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We Ray, technical difficulties. We dropped the kill Ray, board. that's the second thing that you've dropped that you dropped during this podcast. Okay, shut up. First your beard. Now shut your up, Tao. All right, so we have... I don't even have a name anymore. <laughs> it doesn't count. He had two mana cores. He had a Valkyrie. And then a lot of science... Oh, no, he had... Two units of science that have plasma, and then he obviously had the 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 cyan commander guy. So Imperial Guard's well represented right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, definitely. There there was a lot very well. And they're really good. You can't it's no longer walk up to a table and like, oh you're playing Imperial Guard and you just think in your head, like, okay, this is pretty a pretty much easy game, you know? It's gonna be a hard fought game. The fact that everything can hurt everything is a big factor in their success. Because those little las gun shots, those hot shot las guns that are strength three, strength four, they're hurting everything. On sixes. Yeah, and they're re-rolling ones. Like, How many shots one of those hot shots? You know? I don't know. Oh, okay. Think just all three. But yeah, but I, I mean, I give it to Brian on one turn took all the shots from my dark, dark reapers, all the shots from my flyers, all the shots from my wave serpent, all the shots from my hornets, and smiting, and I didn't roll that good on smite. And his Torox still stood on a rejective in the middle of the field and didn't die. Brian, you're the man. <laughs> but yeah, that, it was, he, he rolled really, really good on his saves. You know, the fact that... You were talking about fives and sixes. Like, five up and f- six up. Yeah. Like everyone was just rolling. Like, I, everyone I, hot I die gave, dice. I gave everybody hot dice. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what I think I got out of it. Um, Ray gives hot dice. When... When I have negative three, negative four stuff weapons, and you're getting six up saves, five up saves, six up saves, and you're making them, I mean, there's nothing I can do. Right. I mean, yeah, I could do the damage if they go through, but they didn't. I lost that game. I don't know the exact score because I guess I didn't score his points, but I got eight points, and obviously he got more because he won. Um, and then the last game of the first day was against Matt Evans. It was against a Nids player. He had the auto-include uh, character. Malanthrope. The Malanthrope. He had two Exocrines. He had 
one brood uh, brood girl brood lord the brood lord uh, he had two units of 30 of the ones with the guns termagants termagants and one unit of 30 of the claw ones hormagants <laughs> hormagants and he had a full Dance. unit of six of the strength eight ignore line of sight d3 damage the hive guard hive the shooting guard. I'm like I'm like the Taylor Andy cannons. over here of his codex. Hey, I know my codex. <laughs> <laughs> that that was his list, and uh, that's a good list. It, it was pretty good. I that's mean, a good list. I didn't no, kill. I didn't no kill Turbogon? much of it. No Turvagon. No Turvagon. Really? No, 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 no. He did have a Turvagon. So Turvagon, Termagants. I forgot Hormagons. what came out of it. Termagants. So the, the no some the the thirty uh the gun gun guys came out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Turvagon can replenish. Turvagants. Termagants. Yeah. But he only had one. But he I don't think he was really using them for uh for the replenishing. He was more using them for the reroll ones because they shoot a lot. Yeah, the devour, it's assault three, strength four. Yeah, and times three. Times three. So if you have thirty of them Times three. Times three, it's ninety shots. Yeah. Rerolling once. Rerolling once. And ones. because you have more than twenty, you reroll ones on the wound too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It, it's it's really good. Pretty good, and especially, especially, I give it, I give it to you, Matt Evans. You rolled really hot, and you know That's you good. rolled really hot on my flyer. Hey, he, he needed Matt, five, he needed fives hot. to hit and fives to wound, and he killed a flyer with just them rolling hot, man. With hey. just them, I, I mean, honestly, hey. I didn't know what they did. The emperor protects the hive mind; it devours. I did not, <laughs> I didn't know what they actually did, and he got me on him. He he definitely beat me on that. No one knows what what the Tyranids do right now because they were in sixth and seventh edition. Yeah, I mean you're going into them blind when you face them, and so he got a flyer. I love it. And I got first turn, which is actually now that I think about it, the first game I've actually lost that I've actually gone first, which is weird because because his first turn is supposed to be like auto win. Yeah. So like I went first. I I had the plus one because I had obviously the lower drop. Right. I got the plus one. I went first. My entire army. So I have uh, Bright Lances, Pulsars, uh, Hornet Pulsar lasers, sh- uh, Shirking Cannon, shooting into an Exocrine. It lived. I didn't even get down to half. Toughness eight. And it's got like it's toughness a eight. million and a half wounds. <laughs> no, it's first off minus one to hit. Yeah. Toughness eight. And it has a, what's it save? Three up. Three up save. And when I minus three, like. I'm not. He's he's saving on sixes. If you're saving on sixes, and he rolled on sixes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta roll. <laughs> and my on sixes. and my bright lances didn't do anything. So and then he was fifty percent covered and touching cover, so he actually had a two plus. Eight. It was very bad. It was a very bad day. But it's, it's got like sixteen wounds. It's three. Up. Oh, and it's he also had eight. one eye. All one eye. He did have one eye oh, in there. Really? Yeah, yeah, he did have one eye in there. I love. I've been waiting for old one eye to come out. I told you, Matt, I wouldn't forget about one eye. He, he did. He did have one eye. Yeah. One oh, eye. Did. One let, eye. Let, let me tell you about one eye. He didn't really do much. No, no, no. He he, he killed. He killed a wave, uh, wave serpent, and then he died. He's like a one-off. Old one eye is a one-off. Is that a pun? No, that's a pun. <laughs> it's a so, terrible pun. So but a- day one ended me going one and two, which is the worst I've actually done in any of my tournaments from last year. So I was pretty down, you know. So so tell me about that because I know you were down at the end of day one, one and two. Eldar used to be like an like almost an auto win. 
list. Like you could just show up. You were talking about the against last against actually tyrannids, yeah. tyrannids, so, and guard. If you if you would have showed up seventh edition, you'd be like, yeah, I'm winning this, yeah. right? And then you went one and two, so you lost the tyrannids and you and lost, lost the, the guard. Yeah, right. You lost the guard. And I mean, I almost lost the nids too against Chris Foster. Right, right. So you almost went zero and three day one. Mm-hmm. It was close. Like you were you very were, close. You were chomping on your 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 nails there, thinking about going zero and three. So tell me about. So how does that? So the point of this is tell me about Eighth Edition, and how that transitions into the new competitive environment that we're in now, where almost everything is viable now, and you you face nids. Two I wouldn't. Three I wouldn't games. go as far as saying everything's viable though. Really? Because there's things in Elder Crooks that are not viable. Okay. I mean, you took. So you got you got kind of spoofed on your de- like early on, like you couldn't take. The Revenant Titan, right? And then the FAQ drops where you couldn't just take all flyers. Well, I could, but I would lose probably every game in turn two. Right, right, right. So you would have lost that turn two, right? So you had to kind of like think on your feet. So tell me how 8th edition now transitions into this new competitive environment where, where everything, any army is viable now. I mean, it's your list that you make for your... For these big events that are ultra competitive, you need to be able to take on mass models so you can go against those guard units. And then you still need to be able to take down those big units like Magnus and Imperial Knights. Like those those units and, and Demon Princes, those units you're gonna you're gonna face off against. I think in the first the first year of eighth edition, we're gonna see a big swing on codexes. Like we always do, we always see the codex creep. Um the codexes that have the newest, the armies that have the newest codexes are going to be the top ones. The I mean, Space Marines got their codex, right? The it, Chaos is going to come out, and there's Chaos a ridiculous Chaos. combo that's going to be out in Chaos. Uh, and then we're going to have Grey Knights. I really don't know about Grey Knights. They're still really expensive. Not unless they drop their points. Well, Space Marines, I heard, drop their points. But, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Now, unless Grey Knights drop points like Space Marines did, they might become actually even better. Than they are, because I mean they're still good. They're just they don't have they don't have that output like Craftworld Eldar. We don't have the output, and our things that can put out the output don't have the durability to last there, because they're just gonna get shot off the table by ignoring line of sight stuff. Right. Um, against anything that's very elite, low model count is not gonna win against those things that are high model count. Imperial Guard, Imperial Guard, Astro Militarum. And Astro Militarum is going to stay on top because they can ally, they have that Imperial soup that they can take those 20 conscripts because they're Imperium and they still benefit from all their stuff. So we'll see. Well, I mean, so let me, let me go into day go, two. Day, day two. Day, day two on Sunday. Yeah, we're on, we're on track. All right. We're Don't on worry track. About we're it. not off, we're off track. So day two, I go against Kyle Richards, Grey Knight player. Uh, he had two uh, Storm Ravens. He had two. Uh, uh, the deep striking, uh, I think they're uh, purifiers. No, the deep striking ones, the one that's jump. Anyways, if you know what they are, they you know they're interceptors. Interceptors. Those are the tip of my tongue. And then you had two Razorbacks with last cannons on them, and the uh, strike squad, and that was pretty much his list, which was crazy. Oh, and Drago. And Drago, yeah. And Drago. You got can't, leave, can't forget Drago. Can't forget Drago. Uh, I actually didn't have turn one. He had turn one. I uh, um, he won the roll because he had the plus one. He had far less drops. 
like, like two, three drops less than I did. He dropped down. He did not. He barely killed the wave serpent. Barely. Like with his last unit, he shot him, killed him. He got then, first blood. Yeah, but we're playing Nova missions now. Oh, okay. Which, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So the first day was all ITC missions. The first three missions were all ITC okay. uh, type missions. And then day two were all Nova missions. So tell me the difference. Because I'm stupid and I don't play super competitive. Because you're a fluff bunny. Yeah, well, I am fluff bunny. Well, Nova's far better missions. Plain and simple. Nova's are complete. The The better tactician and the person that's more knowledgeable about the mission is going to win a Nova mission. What's also cool about Nova missions is that, yeah, you could lose that first strike, you know, taking the first punch to the face. You know, you could be behind points, but you can maneuver your army to squeak out a win because points are not in itc you win you get eight points you tie four points you lose zero points you know this alex and then in nova there there is no win loss whatever if in the primary mission if you got six points you got six points plain and simple if your opponent got eight points he got eight points and that gives a player at the middle or the bottom of the pack, something to play for. You know, yeah. that gives you a reason to keep trying to be tactical. It gives you a reason it, to play. It gives to be you a reason in every game to keep keep playing, not just like, oh, you you're gonna win anyway, so just work. Because the secondaries are by twos, two, four, six, right? Maximum of six. You could get six points and he could get four, you're tied up. You know, because I've played in competitive tournaments where I knew I was tabled. Turn two, I wasn't tabled yet. But you know but, it was going to happen by but like turn But I knew four. it was going to happen turn four. So no matter what I did, there was no way I was getting any points, and I was screwed. Hmm. Right? The Nova missions I really like. I mean, when we play later on tonight, I think we should play a Nova mission. Let's go for it. Um, is that the, thir- the secondaries are your pick. Like, that first blood, that warlord, that first strike... Uh, big game hunter, mark for death. I don't remember the other ones off the top of it. There's a whole slew of things objectives. you could pick. You pick three. You make, so you make you, the mission that you when want. When we walk up to the table, I say, hey, what's up? I'm Ray. You say you're Andy. I hand you my list, and then you hand me your list, and I look at your list, and then I can go be like, okay, yeah, um, you're playing uh, Tyranids. I'm going to go ahead and do mark for death. I'm going to do big game hunter. And then, I don't know, line breaker, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm playing for. But you, you're playing, because I had no troops of mine, right? Right. You're, you're, you're doing uh, rank and file. So okay. that's kill all my troops. Okay. A- auto point. You're going to do first blood or first strike or something like that. And then you're also going to do line breaker. But you don't have to do those. You can do any combination, which is amazing, because you can see your opponent's army and there's no more that... Oh, I played this army during this mission. I just auto lose, right? Right. You can you can go ahead and supplement with the secondaries you're going after. And not only that, the primaries are also your choice. There's primary one and there's primary two, which there is a theme of being primary one is more in the end game. Right. And primary right. two is your progressive. I played a tournament and at a certain point during a game, I realized I was tabled. End of turn two, I realized I was table, but it didn't happen until the end of turn five. But I realized I was table. And there was nothing to play for. And my opponent was like, oh, no, no, kill that unit because you get some points out of that. I'm like, no, no, no. In this mission, there are no points to play for. 
Because in the mission we're playing, and you're going to table me at a certain point, and I know that's going to happen. And you get zero. I'm going to get zero. So no matter what I do at this point during this turn, it's meaningless. Yeah, and then in Nova missions, even if you get tabled, you get those points that you have. Right, right. So that is amazing. Yeah, I'm going to put I, it out there. I, I didn't play this cool. tournament, but that is amazing. And then my... So that was against Kyle Richards. Uh, I was able to pull down. I, I actually tabled him. I mean, nothing against him. He just had a low model count. Right, right. I yeah. had a little bit higher. It just happened. It just happened. It happens. Um, it happens, folks. So that, So now I was two and two. Right now, I'm I'm you're trying to I'm trying to go for that positive record. You're middle of the pack. Of that you're four th- and th- two. You're thinking of four and two, Dude. and then I get pa- paired up against Dylan Campiot. And sorry he- if I misspelled that. And he's playing freaking Zinch Demons. You son of a! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, I would say that's worse than Tau. Zinch Demons, God. I There's mean, nothing worse than Tau. I'm just gonna put big it out pain there. in the We're ass. Even tier. in Seven Edition. Shut up. That reroll one is so annoying. Like uh, Zinch why, Demons are broken. Why, Zinch Demons. The, Zinch Demons is a new Tau. Why do they have finish. to have reroll ones? Why? I get the plus one, four, the invo. No, okay, cool. Okay, cool. But why? But why the for plus a one two point model for a a plus one reroll? Right? I don't get it. But he he was playing the Magnus list. He had the Imperial Knight. He had the three Demon Princes. He had the Magnus. forty Brimstones, the Changeling, and the Herald on Disc. You had, pretty you, much your standard, right? You, you had yeah. you had it's you pretty, pretty much, much played that. Other than you you played against instead of Demon Princes, you played against. Uh, yeah, now Imperial being paired against up uh, against Imperial Knight. He got. I had the first and uh, so I had the first dr- first drops down, and he got the plus. I got the plus one, and I still lost my roll. So for the so since he had first turn Magnus, you know, move sixteen and then warp time and moved another sixteen, and so he's in my face assaulting my units, is killing things, and on my turn one. I got him down to, I think it was seven wounds. So he was still, you know, he's still a threat. Four plus re-rolling ones. Talk to me about warp time. Talk about warp time. What does warp time do? A stupid good, <laughs> a stupid good power. So, so warp. What ti- it does warp time is it, it goes off on a seven. Um, I think actually I think it goes on an eight. Uh, I, seven. 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 So it goes off on a seven, and what it does is the targeted unit gets to move again. It's full movement. So it's a one targeted mission. So one one targeted unit. One target unit gets to move an extra time. Like as if it was a movement phase. Yeah. And usually Magnus is the one that's And Magnus is the one that gets because he already moved 16. You move him again. He moves 32 inches. It's so, pretty so far. So it moves off of Magnus then. Or yeah, he, it, it gets cast onto him. So it gets cast onto Magnus. Who Magnus. moves 16. So he gets to move again. Mm-hmm. And he moves 32 inches altogether. So 32 inches. So, so two 16 inch moves. So on a four by six table, he pretty much goes over half of it. He's over, yeah. And you always deploy him on the line within the negative one to hit from the changeling. You have one turn. You have one turn to kill him. And not only that, if you try to, because I on my turn I try to doom him and I didn't roll very high, and then he has, and when he's at full wounds, he has plus two to deny and cast powers. Plus two to deny and cast. And yeah. cast. Okay. So if he rolls a six, he actually rolled an eight. Okay. If he rolled a twelve, he actually rolled a fourteen. A fourteen. So good luck getting that off. So ever. Doom didn't go off. Guide got blocked by him. 
because he gets to deny two powers and can cast three. Um, in hindsight, I should have just smite spammed him, which would actually would have got those last wounds off, or if not, put him down to one. So as opposed to trying to doom him and guide him, like like I said when I played the Stompa, where I completely ignored it. If you're playing you can't, Magnus, you, you cannot ignore Magnus. No, you can't. You want to focus Magnus as you the first thing. You want to kill it because it's so integral to. Well, he well, not only is he going to be in your face, he's going to kill anything he touches, and he has a big base so he can touch multiple models. Unless if I if I were if I played him, and I got first turn, I would still have shot at him. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's the first and only thing you kill until it's dead. Yeah, they taking Magnus a hit. Is a big hit to their army. And yeah, the Imperial Knight is still behind Magnus. Cool, he kills a couple units or something. Doesn't really matter. Then the but Knight But once dies. Magnus is dead, it's like the core of your army is done. Of, that, every, of that army, yeah. And, and, and the centerpiece of what you're trying to do is done. And everything you do after that is sort of, okay, I'm hoping for dice rolls. But you still have to prepare for the counterattack. Because those demon princes are going to be in your face. The Imperial Knight's going to be shooting the crap out of you. And if you're in range of the brimstones, they're going to be smiting you. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't kill Magnus turn one, so he was able to kill another unit. The Imperial Knight, I was not able to shoot at because I had to shoot at Magnus. And by the time I killed Magnus on turn two, on my turn two, and a couple demon princes and wounded the Imperial Knight. It was too late. I lost too much. And it was a downhill slope from there. And I lost that one. I only got two points on that. So at this point, you're one and three. And now I'm one and three. Yeah. No, I'm two and three. Two and three. Oh, yeah. Because you won, I won the first game. Yeah, yeah you won the first game. Two. So at two and two, you're facing a Magnus, Imperial Knight, Brimstones unit. Yeah, and I army. asked him. And I, and, and I asked him. Dylan about that, and he was like, "I just play. I played Imperial Knights, and they just shot him off the table." Oh, so Imperial Knights? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Imperial Guard. Shot oh, him Imperial off the Guard, table. and shot him off the table. Yeah. They'll shoot him off every time. The, tra- yeah. the their, artillery their, their is so powerful. Their volume of shot is, is ridiculous. Now, honestly, I didn't expect to see a demon player at that at that score. <laughs> yeah, two. Honestly, at two and two. At two and two. Yeah, this was good. I mean, he just got the bad matchups against, you know, okay. Imperial Guard. Against Imperial Guard. And then to, to finish it off the day, I was already uh, two and three sweating it. I didn't want to go negative. I did not want to go two and four. So my last opponent was Andy Demiria. He was playing Chaos. And without him knowing it, I had to win this game. I had to at least break even. Like... Respect for myself to go three to go four and two or two and four. This is a moral is beyond, victory, right? Beyond me, I I cannot go that. So this was one of those die by the sword type things, right? He he had Imperial Knight. He had a Demon Prince that did not have wings. Oh wow! Yeah, really. He had three units of pink horrors. He actually had the reserve points for blue horrors. I think he had 10. I don't remember the exact number. He's bring the blue horrors in later. He, yeah, so for the pink horrors, um, he had a herald on a disc, and he had the guy that has the little crab legs. The soul grinder? The soul grinder. And he had a soul grinder, and then oh. to finish off, he had three units 
of two rapiers with heavy bolters on them. The quad heavy bolters. The quad heavy bolters. And let me tell you, I did not know putting heavy bolters add an additional 12 inches to their shooting. Wow. So 36 inch <laughs> guns are actually shooting 48. And I did not wow. know that. So I got to go first. I Doom failed to go off again in this tournament. The Imperial Knight did not go down. I did get him below. I got him to 13 wounds. Oh, and then he had a Tech Marine. Uh, a, um, actually, a Chaos. So it was a Warp Smith. Warp Smith. Warp yeah. Smith yeah. So we had a Warp Smith. Uh, I got him down to 13 wounds. It didn't die. That was my first turn. I missed a lot. Dice weren't going my way. You he, had ones and twos in your bag of that again. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what I roll all the time. Ray rolls ones and twos. If you didn't know, Ray rolls ones and twos. That's what I roll. That's it. That's a, that's pretty much all on my dice. <laughs> and then on his turn, his his rapiers go, and I'm outside 36 inches because that's what the, I thought they were. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to shoot you. And I'm like, what? Aren't, you want to check range? Because I'm out of 36. And he was like, no, they shoot 48. Okay. I didn't know putting them on a rapier gives them 12 inches. So that sucks. He shot all my rapiers off the table. He got all his secondaries on the first turn, and I'm on the back foot already. The more you know. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so I was on the back foot. Um, on my second turn, he oh he also makes a ten inch charge on my autark, farseer, a, and warlock. A ten inch time. charge. A ten inch charge with the soul grinder. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Luckily, I roll my invul saves. In my way, and they go, and he stays alive. And so the so on turn two, so grinders die, the imperial knight dies, uh, some some uh, some pink horrors somewhat die because they just turn into blue horrors. And then after I got the the, I pretty much ignored the rapiers and stayed out of range of them because they were on one side of the map, and I I had my flyers and my hornets on the other side of the map, so I was outside of those range, and I was just dealing with the uh, so grinder and the imperial knight. Um, I killed those, and then after that, it was pretty much downhill from there because I was able to stay out of range and then shoot off his pink horrors. And it came down to the end of the match where it was 16 13 in my favor, which is still a very close game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of movements that if he would have shot and killed some things, it might have been an even closer game, maybe a, a 16 or maybe a 14 13. And if not, maybe swinging his addition if rolls went his way. But they didn't. We went to turn five. And that was the tournament for me. I went three and three. I mean, I obviously I was not happy with my ending. I always want to be positive. I would have rather have been yeah, yeah. four and two. Four and two. At the very least. But I will take a break even and take it as a learning curve. And I'm already re- redoing my list. For your first major DT at this point. You know, three and three with Eldar going from kind of a an auto four and two if you're a good player, an auto three and two if you're a bad player, right? Because we talked about this last episode, mm-hmm. right? Where Tyranids and Guard and Demons. Yeah, if you would have looked, at, if you looked at my matchup last edition and seven and seven edition. Nids, Tempestus, Nids, Grey Knights, Chaos. Like, that should have been a 5-1 right there. My one loss should have been Demons. Yeah, it's a 5-1. Right. 
Just if I played bad against demons. Right. If you just walked into a tournament and said, these are the lists I'm going to play, you would have expected a 5-1. and one. But now you walk in. And, and each, you were you were grinding each out of three. Each one of these lists is a is a grind. Yeah. And you're grinding out of three and three. I'm gonna say it. Eighth edition is awesome. Well, I'm gonna say it. That was pretty loud. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm put I'm banging fists on the table. Eighth edition is awesome. It is. I gotta say it's pretty awesome. Everything, I've had a lot of fun with it. Every army is viable. And let me just say uh, about the BAO to finish up the BAO recap. Game Castle. Great venue, but you 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 guys need AC. Air like, conditioning is a must. It was you, so hot. It, like outside was cool. It was a cool seventy, maybe, well, maybe put, even sixty eight. It was good outside. Well, you put a hundred and twenty, but inside Warhammer players with their man flesh, man flesh with their man flesh. No one wears deodorant. No one's taking a shower in two. At least two days. I mean, it was hot. And I will, I'm going to show up next year. I'm going to go back. It was fun. It was great. It was great venue. Hopefully great, I'll great tournament. I'm putting it out there. I'm going. But please. AC. <laughs> they had a swamp cooler and like a bajillion fans. It just pushed man flesh in a circle. That's, that's <laughs> pretty much what cool. it It's just a wet cool. It's just <laughs> swamp it's just humidity. everywhere. You're already pumping out humidity with all that. Run fast. <laughs> You're already pumping out humidity. Like there's butt and armpits everywhere. <laughs> it was it was bad. They didn't have two bathrooms though, which was pretty cool. The and, two bathrooms is fantastic. And if you did two, was there any women playing? Uh, actually, yeah, there was other than there was there's three, women. Dudes three women. Right? No, three women. No, so that reminds me, there was four women. Four women, okay. There was a I I mean, excuse me, I don't know their names because I mean I didn't really talk to them. There was an Asian woman playing Necrons. Ooh, okay. Aussie. There was the girl that you were talking about. She the, she doesn't speak girl. English. I don't think that's her first language, but she was no, it's playing. Not her first language. I know she her was playing Tyranids. Yeah, her husband plays Sisters of Battle. Yeah, and we talked about this last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was really cool guy, by the way. Um, I Just forgot. Like I forgot her name. name. I'm very sorry, but her name. Uh, she's with the Best Coast Pairings. The uh, she's won GTs before. Oh, she, this is a demon girl, right? The demon girl. She's yeah. not. She wasn't playing demon. She was playing Imperial Knights. Ooh, I'm wow. pretty sure she was playing Chaos one. I didn't okay. really talk to Renegades, her. Renegades, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she was playing Renegades. And then there was one uh, woman, I think, playing some type of Astro Militarum or Grey Knights. I don't know. I didn't really talk to her. But there was four women there actually playing. And the it's a very high showing for a Warhammer event. The girl that was playing Necrons, she actually got best in faction. Ooh, really? She got, yeah. She got best faction for Necrons? Yes, yeah, she did. Um, she's not on here. I'm looking at the frontline page right now, trying to find her. Maybe they put her name on here. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that'll pretty much sum up the BO. I mean, if you haven't gone, go. The The competition, ter- competition there is amazing. The venue is amazing. The tables are amazing. I mean, wear light clothing like it's going to be... 110 degrees because it is hot there just in the store you can go outside to um, no, you don't do it you don't in, do it in the area no. in the area is definitely a lot of food to eat um they even provide food there you can find some rare stuff in their store they have a great selection um this is a great event i mean if you haven't been go to it man game you're, castle if you're definitely in california game castle 
if you're anywhere in California, it's just a short drive. I mean, I drive from Temecula. It was only six hours to get there. It was a straight. Only six. Yeah, only six. It was, it was done. That's a normal truck drive. That's, Remember, I'm a truck driver. You are a truck driver. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. That's a day of work. That's a day of work right there. Last Sunday day. But I think I think I think we can pretty much wrap up the BAO uh, recap. All right, veteran gamers, thanks for listening to this episode, episode two, which is the BAO recap. Like I said in the top of the cast, we pulled this episode from the whole broad, the whole podcast that we had recorded earlier. Just for time constraints, we thought this would be better if we just broke these two up. So if you're looking for that, look for episode three. It might take me a day or two to release that after this one releases. Um, but go ahead and look up for episode three with the rest of the podcast that we did. Um, but until then, drink up. <laughs>